Shalom Aleichem, the Mishnah Yomi is finishing up the first chapter of Eruvin. We are in Mishnah Tet, Mishnah number 9. Now we're talking about a camp resting for Shabbat in a Bika, which is a Carmelite, not a Rashut Rabim, not a Rashut Yachid, and what they can do to allow carrying in their campsite on Shabbat. So Mishnah 9, Makifin Shlosh Chavalim. You can make a hekef, a wall, a boundary, with three ropes. How does this work? So one is near the ground, then one is higher, and the third one is higher than that. As long as there is not a gap in between one rope and his friend, his fellow rope, of more than three tzvachim. Now this works, this creates a mechitza through the halachic concept of lavud. Lavud means something that's close together. We can view it as if this space is closed off. The Mishnah concludes, Shir chavolim, the ovyan yotzer al tefach. The size of these ropes that we're talking about, their thickness has to be more than a tefach. asar tefachim. So the whole presentation put together the three ropes plus the spaces is 10 tefachim tall. So what's going on is you have one rope near the ground, about about three tefachim from the ground, and then you have a gap of less than three tefachim, and another rope, then you have another gap of less than three tefachim, and another rope, so it turns out the gap is a little bit less than nine tefachim, and the ropes put together, or straps, or whatever it is, cords, is a little more than one tefach, so the entire Business is 10 tfachim tall, and that creates a valid mechitza through lavud. Now, one time you'll actually see this in practice, if you're not camping in a bika, is on sukkot. Certain types of sukkot made out of cloth uh, for the walls. The walls are cloth, not the schach. Uh, they will put these straps uh, around the walls, and these straps are exactly what this Mishnah is talking about that creates a mechitza. So even if the cloth wall, which is a little bit flimsy and might be blown in the wind, it might be blown too much, according to certain halachic opinions, to be a valid mechitza for Sukkot. So they would rely on these straps to create a halachic wall, a halachic mechitza, and these straps, again, would have to be a tefach total and less than three tefachim between each one to create this mechitza of ten tefachim. So that's why you might see these, these cords, these straps, around certain cloth Sukkot that you might see on Sukkot. Great, on to Mishnah Yud. Makifin Bekonim. You can make a hekef, a wall, with vertical poles. Again, this is the campsite in the valley. As long as the gap between one pole and the next one is not more than three tefachim. Again, lavud. Lavud is like joining, and it, it's as if the space in between them is closed up. The Mishnah says, Beshaira Dibru, Dibru Yehuda. Yehuda says, these halachot, that you could use a, a horizontal or vertical ropes or poles with gaps, that's only for a shaira, only a caravan that has to camp out in the wilderness because they're traveling on a journey. But the sages say, They say it's not davka, a leniency just for travelers in a caravan. Really, anybody could use these. These are valid halachic mechitzo. These create a halachic wall. But it was hove, it was normal for people using, traveling in a caravan to use these methods to create a mechitza around their camp to allow them to carry on Shabbos. The Gemara brings another machmer opinion. Kol mechitza, any fence or partition, she'ena shel sheti v'shel erev, that does not have both a warp and a woof, or a warp and a weft, 
you know, a, a lengthwise and an up and down. Ela Mechitza, Divrebi Yosi, Barrebi Yehuda, is not a valid wall. So he says it needs to go not just side to side, and not just up and down, but both. So if you see these, these lattice panels that they sell at Home Depot, etc., these lattices that are up and down or whatever, they have, they have both. That, that's according to his opinion. That's a Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda Mechitza. But the other sages say, They say you could rely on either the side to side, you know, the, the three ropes or three straps, or up and down these poles, and either one will create a valid Mechitza in Halacha. The Bartnura here brings the Gemara, which explains that the, the Tanakama here would allow enclosing only 5,000 square amot, which is the size of the Chatzara Mishkan, the size of the courtyard of the tabernacle in the Midbar. Uh, and the other sages would allow enclosing even more. And he brings Lechalacha for a Yachid, for an individual out in Abika, he's allowed to enclose 5,000 square amot, but for a caravan, for multiple people traveling together, they can enclose as much as they need, even using a sideways mechitza or an up and down mechitza. And the Mishnah conti- continues and concludes, Four things were putter in the camp. And we're talking about a military camp. When the army goes out to war, there were certain leniencies to allow the army to function more efficiently. So what are those? They can bring wood, like firewood, from anywhere. It's not considered gezel, it's considered a tanai for Eretz Yisrael, that the army is allowed to gather firewood from anywhere to use for army needs. And they're potter from washing their hands before the, before the meal. Now, the Gemara actually says they're not exempt. This is the Gemara in, in 17b. says they're not exempt from maimachronim, the water after eating bread. There's a discussion there because they had melech domit. Melech domit was a very powerful salt, and they would dip their food and their bread into it. So they would really, even if they were putter from washing their hands from natila tadayim, from the al natila sidayim, we say, before we eat bread, they weren't putter from washing after because that's a sakana. That's not a halacha of tuma, of a reminder of tuma. It's a sakana to not get that salt in your eyes. You'll see sometimes, you'll see Sfardim will say, Maimachonim Chova, and they're very machmir about the Maimachronim, but there's a Taisvos who says, we don't have Melech Stomit, so the Ashkenazim rely on this, that they're not always so careful about Natila Yadayim afterwards. The Mishnah adds Demai. We had a whole Masechta about Demai. This is produce that might need to be tithed. It was purchased from an Ama'aretz who's not necessarily knowledgeable and scrupulous in all of the tithes, he would take Truma Gedola, the first tithe, the major tithe, that is the death penalty we talked about there in, in the Homosechta, but maybe not all the Maisrots, maybe not all the other tithes, so we would take separate those tithes out of doubt. But the army camp, if they got produce from an Amaritz, uh, they wouldn't have to separate them because we'll rely on the fact that most of the Amaritz do indeed separate the tithes. And finally, Ume Arev, they don't have to make an Eruv. So this is Mesechat Eruvin. They don't have to make an Eruv. So what are we talking about? So an Eruv is a halachic mechanism we're going to see in this Mesechta to join Rishuyot, to join ownership, to share ownership. So if there's two or three houses in one Chatzer, they could make an Eruv Chatzerot by sharing food. You know, they'd put food in one of the houses in the Chatzer that's all jointly owned, that belongs to all of them. And that's a halachic mechanism to share ownership over this property to allow carrying on Shabbat. So the camp, the army camp, they don't have to make the Eruv. They don't have to set this up as a leniency. It's, it's a rabbinical enactment, so they don't have to set it up as long as, again, they have this mechitza. They have the poles, they have the ropes, they have something 
around their camp to allow them to carry on Shabbat, even without making a joint ownership over it. However, the Gemara explains they still need an heir of Tehumin. So Tehum is based on a Deraisa, based on a, on a Pasuk. So if they want to go beyond the Tehum of their camp, they would still need to set that up. Shkoyach Rabosai, Zai